You hate health insurance. And let's be frank, it's a miracle you even downloaded this podcast. But you'll be so glad you did. How in the Health Insurance is designed to make coverage and care open and transparent, to take the fear out of keeping you and your family safe. We might even save you some money along the way. This podcast is hosted by Matt Allen of Iconic Insurance, and you can learn more at iconic-insurance.com. Hello, and welcome to the show. Today, we are going to discuss a brand new facility that makes getting healthcare transparent and convenient. I'm talking about Wellbridge Surgical. And today, as my guest to help me dissect that is Dr. Ron Panecki. Hey, Ron. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. And with me is also Iconic Insurance's Director of Business Operations, Brett Luce. Hey there. Thanks for joining us today, gentlemen. Um, Ron, uh, before we get into anything about Wellbridge Surgical necessarily, can you tell me a little bit about your background? Sure. Um, yeah, I always usually start with telling folks that, you know, I'm a transplanted Hoosier. I don't know how many years you have to live in Indiana to be considered um, part of the team, but um, I've been here for about 21 years. Um, I moved here from down south. I grew up in Louisiana. I was born on the East Coast, grew up in Louisiana, um, college down south, and um, moved up here for med school and residency and uh, met my wife up here uh, intern year after coming out of med school and starting residency and uh, kind of been here ever since. Yeah. Well, that's great. Um, and you are a physician by trade, correct? I am. I am. I, uh, I trained in the field of anesthesia, so I'm a clinical anesthesiologist, uh, been in practice about 12 years now. Okay. And you are one of the three co-founders of Wellbridge Surgical, a surgical facility based in Zionsville, Indiana. What led, what, what were sort of the steps? What was the why behind going into this business venture with your two partners? Why do we have this Wellbridge Surgical here now? Um, yeah, that's a, it's kind of an interesting question. Um, because if you had asked me that six or seven years ago, um, or told me that I was going to do something like this, I would have just kind of stared back at you blankly. Um, because I, I really, um, I really, the first part of my practice at least, um, had 100% clinical focus, um, going through med school. Um, I trained, like I said, at IU, uh, for med school and residency and, and just had a fantastic experience. Um, it was challenging, but I felt like I got a fantastic education and, and was really prepared well to, um, to, to basically perform, you know, clinical anesthesia. Um, but one of the things that as I got out into to private practice, I start realizing there, there's a fair amount of business. In fact, there's a huge amount of business um, involved in delivering care. And, um, I started to kind of learn about that and had to understand it was mandatory that you had to understand some of business to be able to bill and, um, work within the context of a, a, a private group. But, um, as I got more, you know, years under my belt, I started realizing that, you know, the, the system and the mechanisms by which we, we deliver care and, and that we bill for care are fundamentally flawed in, in a lot of different ways. And so that kind of started the path to, to Wellbridge. Okay. And Wellbridge is a, it's, it's a freestanding surgical facility that has price transparency, correct? That's right. Yeah. Um, when we kind of, the three of us, Jeff, Eric, and I um, started really thinking hard and long about starting a business. We wanted to do something in healthcare space because we knew it was fundamentally needed. Um, and the system was so just kind of backwards in the way that it was put together. And, and what I mean by that is, um, you know, in, in every area of your life, um, you know, there's transactions that occur, um, whether you're buying 
you know, a stick of gum at the grocery store, or you're buying a house or a car, or um, just driving through the, the drive through at Starbucks or Panera. Um, it's, it's understood the service that you're going to receive or the, the, the actual material or product that you're purchasing. And, and the cost is understood up front and it's very well um, presented. And so you, it, there's no real question, you know, how the, not only what the cost is going to be, but how the process works. And as we started learning more and more about the business of medicine, we realized that that is absolutely not the case in healthcare. And it is especially not the case in surgical care. Um, people understand a lot of times what it's like to go to a primary care doctor. They know how the transaction, the interaction works, and they know how the more or less kind of how it, the cost is is kind of incorporated, whether it be through insurance or just paying out of pocket, copays and whatnot. But when you get into surgery, it's a whole different world. Um, it's kind of a black box. People don't understand what goes in, what's involved. They don't understand the anesthesia part. They don't understand how you're asleep or if you are in fact asleep, what the risks are there. Um, no one really presents that information to them and there's no avenue by which they can ask those questions. So, um, yeah, you know, with Wellbridge, we, we wanted to kind of build it from the ground up, um, in a manner that would be basically, um, serving to the, to the patient population. So you're allowed to ask questions. You're allowed to see things. You're allowed to have a, um, a concern and have it answered and in a valid and uh, reasonable way. Um, you're not rushed through the system. Um, you feel a, a quality component there. Um, not just a quantity component, meaning that you're not just one of a number of people coming through, but you're actually an individual that we actually care about how that experience is delivered and how that care is delivered. And so, um, you know, we can talk obviously about a lot of different areas of that, you know, the quality component, you know, the cost component, but in a nutshell, we want the patient to feel like they are the priority, um, throughout the process. That sounds great. That's one of the main reasons I wanted to have you guys on is because when we deal with our individuals, we try to empower them. And that's that's sort of what the How in the Health Insurance podcast is about, is giving the consumer the information to make, you know, qualified healthcare decisions for themselves. And it sounds like if, you know, if we have clients who are going to need some type of outpatient surgery or procedure, I love the fact that there's a facility now here local um, that allows them to do that. I mean, I when I first heard about this concept, it was the Surgery Center of Oklahoma. And um, I remember looking at their website, listening uh, to people talk about it. Um, and you can look that up on Google and see. And I was just pining for one of those to be local. And then I had heard about you guys through one of our mutual connections, I'm a direct primary care physician. And so I, I'm just so glad you guys are on to sort of pull back the veil, at least on this part of the healthcare system in the, in this surgical arena, because I think you're exactly right. There's a lot of confusion about it. There's a lot of misinformation, potentially even disinformation out there. Um, I've luckily only had one surgery in my life. It was an appendectomy about 14 years ago. And I remember having really good insurance through my parents for it. Um, I know now working in insurance, just how good my insurance was then. Um, and I still remember spending multiple days with my dad pouring over just this litany of bills that we got from all these different people and these different services and these different providers. And I was only there for 36 hours and it was one procedure. And I'm just, I remember being so overwhelmed and flummoxed and we had good insurance. And so the fact that there is this 
resource now and and you say, please ask questions, please raise your concerns. Let us walk you through this process step by step so you're comfort. Um, and, and I think one of the main stressors not only is the unknown about those procedures, but it is sort of what we haven't touched on yet, but it's the, at Wellbridge, you have price transparency too. It's not you know, what network am I in and did I get this pre-authorized and what's my deductible? And you have your prices listed on your website. Yeah, that's true. Um, that was kind of one of the tenets of, of doing this and what was very important to us. Um, and you mentioned Surgeon Center of Oklahoma. Um, Keith Smith was really what kind of, he was really the impetus to kind of help kickstart this process because five, six years ago, we, um, we attended a free market medical association conference in uh, in Oklahoma, and he was basically kind of the the foundation piece of establishing that that network of people and and the idea um, of a, a free market association. And he took us on a tour of the, his facility and demonstrated that hey, healthcare surgical care doesn't have to be complicated in the mechanism, the manner at which it's delivered and the manner at which you transact with, with patients. Um, in fact, like the transactional part should be the absolute easiest part. You know, what, what really matters is, is the actual outcomes and the quality and, you know, the patient experience, all those things. That's, that's what it's all about. It's not about these complex billing practices and balance billing. And like you said, copays, deductibles and all that. It's just layer upon layer of like complexity and, and, and just kind of curtains that are placed in front of, you know, what's a, a kind of a glaring problem. And so, yeah, that really was a big driver for us is, you know, Hey, um, Keith has done a fantastic job of kind of doing this and we'd really like to kind of emulate him in, in our market. And we have some, some subtle differences, you know, in kind of the manner and mechanisms in which we, we operate, but, but fundamentally we're of exactly the same mindset and that, Hey, let's post a transparent price. Let that price be the same for everyone and let's get it out there. Like there, you don't have to call in to get it. You know, in most cases it's, right there and in front of you. And like, we want to foster, and hopefully this is a driver of competition. We, we really believe that, Hey, you know, those entities that are charging two times as much or more as what we're charging, you know, when it's all said and done, like they're going to be held accountable, right? Like, and we're going to drive quality forward. We're going to drive the, the experience forward and, and hopefully also bring the cost down. Mm-hmm. And what, what lets you be so much more competitive in there? Is it the efficiency you guys set it up with it? Is it less bloat? Is it accepting lower margins, all of the above? It, it's all of the above. And it's, it's some other things too, like, um, you know, competing interests um, and willingness to accept a fair amount of risk <laughs> individually. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of, um, this is just my, my opinion, um, but a lot of physicians um, were, were taught throughout school, I mean, the, the tenet of what we do is how to mitigate risk. And that's, that kind of translates a little bit into your personal life and in practice, you know, most of us physicians, we have good jobs and they're secure. Healthcare is not going away. Everyone needs healthcare, even in recessions and even in when the economy is doing well. And so you get into an environment where, Hey, I'm in a practice and I know it's a secure job that I'll have until I decide not to do it anymore. Um, but there's fundamental flaws in the way that the the, 
the healthcare is delivered. And so to change that, you kind of have to do it from the ground up. Literally, you have to kind of rebuild the system. And that's really what we elected to do. I just felt somewhat complicit after a certain number of years in practice that, you know, hey, I'm just part of a broken system. I'm just contributing to the problem. Um, that was me personally. That's the way I felt. Um, and and so, you know, obviously my, my, my partners, you know, Jeff and Eric, I, th I think would echo the same sentiment that, you know, if we take responsibility for this with, you know, the corresponding risk as well, um, but we do it properly, um, it, it can be successful and it fundamentally is going to make a difference mm -hmm. to, to people on a visual basis. Well, that's just fantastic. Um, and, and since this, this podcast and this talk, they're kind of directed more towards the consumer and that that's how we design our health insurance products at iconic insurance. And that seems to be how you, um, how you sort of uh, prioritize your care is to be very consumer focused. Um, if, if I am a consumer, how, how do I utilize Wellbridge Surgical's um, as services? When, when would I be needing to go there? How, how does that work? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. And um, usually when I answer this, people think that it sounds kind of quaint or it's just too simplistic, but, it, <laughs> but honestly, it really is pretty easy. Um, usually um, patients come or end up you know, talking with us by means of a couple different ways. Um, usually a, um, a primary care doc who is looking for quality and value for their patients and understand that not all places are going to be priced um, competitively. In fact, most places um, within larger systems have um, much higher prices. Um, and so those primary care docs that are looking for value and quality um, most of which, at least in the local area here, we've talked with and met and, and we're, we're basically partnering with, um, will just call us up and say, hey, I have a patient who basically needs a surgical referral. I've seen them in my clinic and I think they have a hernia. Um, is there a surgeon that, that you've partnered with at Wellbridge um, that could see a patient or be interested in seeing one of our patients uh, for evaluation and possibly surgery? And we say, absolutely. And then the process from there just is we get the patient information and um, we have what we call patient navigators. So healthcare is complicated um, and the actual process of getting to, to see the surgeon sometimes seems daunting. So that patient navigator basically facilitates that whole process. They, they contact the patient, um, basically give them a little bit of background on Wellbridge and let them know the surgeon options. In most specialties that we, um, that we perform surgery in at the facility, we have more than one surgeon. So um, we have our surgeon bio page is gonna be live here in a few weeks, but the patients can elect to choose if they see someone that they particularly like, their, their background or um, their um, clinical interests that are on our bio page. Um, or, you know, if it's in a case of like a hernia or a, you know, a gallbladder attack, you know, you just need that resolved quickly. We'll say, hey, who's available first? And so we'll we'll try to get them with the surgeon has the first availability. And because these surgeons have agreed to partner with us, usually we can alleviate, you know, 70, 80, 90 percent of the wait. So when you want to see a specialist, oftentimes um, you have to wait two, three months or more. Um, we usually can get patients seen by a specialist in usually a week or two, and sometimes even less than that, sometimes within the week. Um, and so those patient navigators function to, to kind of, you know, navigate, for lack of a better term, the patient through the system to the surgeon directly. 
and then um, on to surgery if if necessary. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, so, <laughs> sort of speaking of that stuff, obviously this podcast is sort of centered around health insurance, and we haven't really even spoken about that yet. But for what you were talking about, the truncating that time to see the specialist and actually get the procedure approved. A lot of that is within the sort of big box medical chains. And if you have an HMO type health insurance plan, you have to work within their system. And, you know, I have a, a, a friend of mine who needs a rotator cuff surgery and his insurance is telling him, no, you've got to do 12 rounds of physical therapy on it before we'll approve the surgery. And his doctor, his orthopedic surgeon consult that he's seen is saying, no, he just needs the surgery. It seems like your facility sort of allows that, that bypass of having to jump through all these hoops to seek the treatment that they need. Yeah, that's, that's actually um, very accurate. Um, the other thing is, too, is that with these navigators, most people think of surgery centers and hospitals as like, hey, this is the place where you go to have a procedure performed. And that's absolutely true. Um, but with Wellbridge, um, if you have a question, you just, we are, we are set up in, in such a fashion that we're there to kind of answer questions and help, help you through the process of understanding what your actual needs are um, and help kind of steer you in directions um, as appropriate. So you just don't have to go through primary care. I mean, we've had patients call in that you know, say, Hey, I've had this issue for weeks. I have this, you know, area on my skin surface that I think I'm concerned about it being a, a cancerous lesion, or I have this small, what I think is a lipoma. Someone told me one time, what do I do? And so, you know, it's a valid question. Sometimes you just don't know, where do you start? And so most places are not set up to answer that. Um, they don't have individuals that are, that are basically experienced, but, but we do because we know that patients fundamentally are going to need that. Mm -hmm. And so that's, um, that's something that's really a, really a priority for us. Okay. And, um, so on the sort of health insurance side, um, are you in network with something? If, if somebody has their, you know, work plan, but they know that they need a, a basal cell carcinoma removed or whatever, what is the process there? Is there any talking with that or is this the cash price surgical center and you go in and that's your price and that's what you pay? Yeah, there's every situation is a little bit unique. Um, you know, in the case of a, someone who's truly a I, I quote unquote cash payer, like, Hey, I have money that I've set aside for this procedure. You, you, know, we just transact with the surgery center with a transparent bundled price that includes every, every aspect of uncomplicated surgical care pre-op to surgery to follow up. Um, if you have insurance, um, that doesn't preclude you from, from basically receiving care at Wellbridge, um, United healthcare, um, early on um, has been in active conversations with us. And basically is we, the term that's used is in network. Um, oftentimes, basically what that means is a little bit different for Wellbridge than other places in network still means you go through the normal process with Wellbridge. It's, it's much more streamlined. So United healthcare is interested in um, bringing some costs down um, in the outpatient surgical care space. And so um, if you have United Healthcare Insurance, um, I would encourage um, you to contact Wellbridge because that will be counted towards your deductible. Um, and those cost savings will be realized um, 
in, in that scenario. If you don't have that insurance, you have a, another plan or an, another um, insurer um, and you have a high deductible plan. We've had patients come in and say, hey, our deductible's $8,000 for a family. Um, it's November. Um, I used $150 towards that deductible and my kids need ear tubes. Um, that pr procedure price around the city is approximately $6,000. So if you have $8,000 deductible, you're paying that first six before, you know, uh, for that service. Um, and if you have a $6,000 deductible, you're paying for all of it, you mm -hmm. know, before an insurance actually never kicks in. Right. Um, unless it's a lower deductible than that. So, um, at Wellbridge, that price is, I think, $2,380. So it's November, used $150 a year, $8,000 family deductible. You go to Wellbridge, it does cost you $2,380, but your deductible resets in January anyway. Right. Um, so you just saved yourself three or $4,000. So assuming you're not gonna need a $30,000 surgery in the next you know, 30 days, might make sense just to, to work outside your insurance for situations like that. Well, and in that situation, it sounds like from what you're saying, you'd, you'd probably be able to get in to get the procedure done quicker and there'd probably be less double checking and pre-authorization and calling ahead and jumping through the systems of the sort of big, big box chain healthcare system as well. That's right. You know, in the case of United, we actually have um, representatives on their side that, that have um, been heavily involved in that and help navigate that. And then on our side as well. So we communicate with them pretty well. And the local uh, leadership there is um, super active in, in trying to facilitate um, that quality side as well as the accessibility side so that you're not having to get a lot of pre-authorizations and jump through a lot of hoops. So like I said, we can help with that too. Um, just trying to make the process simple. That's great. And so a lot of our listeners and a lot of people that I've talked to and myself included has, um, you know, health savings accounts or health reimbursement accounts, or they have, you know, specific surgical reimbursement programs as far as, you know, health insurance is concerned. If I were to say, go in for a, a just hypothetical gallbladder removal, and I decide to use Wellbridge because I want it done quickly, I want it done well, and I want my price to be known to me. I, I want the transparency of, I want to know I'm going to walk in, I'm going to get it done well on time and I'm going to owe this amount of money. But I also have this reimbursement program. Do you provide the appropriate paperwork and medical coding and everything to grant that reimbursement? We do. Um, in most cases, it's actually pretty simple. Um, like if you have a health savings account, you can utilize that. Um, and in fact, we set up a payment portal that allows you to just use your card and just like you'd purchase something from Amazon or any other vendor, you can basically, you know, put the information in and submit payment and it's all on the online portal. That's all HIPAA compliant and secure. And so that's super easy. Um, if there's unique situations that there are certain plans, um, or issues related to employment, or if you have a work comp situation or there's more details involved, like I said, every situation some is a little bit different in those cases. Like again, the navigators help, help walk you through that. And if there's no reason why, if you have a health savings account that you shouldn't be able to utilize it. So mm -hmm. we accept payment that way. We accept, you know, direct, you know, debits or, um, ACH transactions, um, standard debit cards. And so again, we just try to provide every avenue by which we can make it easy. And then in fact, we even have financing on our page. So the financing isn't through Wellbridge, but we've partnered with an organization that, that also works with Surgeon of Oklahoma, um, to provide transparent, um, financing options to patients that, Hey, I need this surgery. Um, but I don't have, 
all the money together. Um, and, and they have, you know, payment plans that kind of spread the payments over a year or two or, or, or more, depending on what your needs are. Mm-hmm. And then as far as the reimbursement arrangements, they do provide that sort of paperwork. Let's say I have a, a health reimbursement account that needs to see the qualified medical expense to release those funds. You guys have the medical coding paperwork, obviously, if you get a procedure done. A- absolutely. Absolutely. And everything's done the same way when it comes to the, the actual medic- medicine side of things and the surgery side of things. So we use the exact same CPT codes and the exact same procedure codes. So everything, that language is still all the same. Um, on the backside, but patients don't need to know that. I mean, we're happy to explain that to them, but it's oftentimes not very interesting to most people. Um, <laughs> it's kinda, only interesting to me. Brett calls me the health insurance nerd all the time. <laughs> right. so Affectionately, but yeah. yeah, that's why I'm asking is because I want to see the coding and all that. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And we, we literally line item all those CPT codes and sometimes it's just a single CPT and, and some of these procedures, when you start getting into the ENT cases and the orthopedic cases, you can have four or five or more CPTs. So it's all outlined there and it's all exactly the same as far as the, the language and Okay. Regard. And do you guys do any of the diagnostics on site or do you utilize like imaging centers for that? That's a good question. Um, we've actually had conversations with Northwest radiology, um, who are, um, of like minds in the imaging, uh, space. And in fact, are just down the street from us <laughs> and, um, they're, they're a fantastic organization. Um, with physicians um, and leadership there that that want to to further basically a transparent model of imaging, um, and so uh, we have um, you know a, a partnership with them that you know we refer to them oftentimes when imaging is required, and um, when it comes to pathology, um, if we have a procedure listed that requires pathology, like if that's necessary and and indicated depending on what the procedure is, uh, pathology is also included in that cost. So we don't, we don't nickel and dime folks, so to speak. We don't, um, separate bill for that. We just basically include that in the total bundled price of the procedure. Um, if you're having a colonoscopy, a pathology specimen is sent out and it's processed, um, overnight, um, it's shipped and processed. And then usually we have that results back, um, a little bit faster than local. So we found local, um, healthcare systems, you know, usually about, five to 10 business days is how long it takes to get past specimens returned with diagnoses. We're usually getting them in about three to four. Um, so we're about, you know, 50% faster. Um, and like I said, it's all still included in the price. That's great. Um, and speaking about the price, um, so I could see something arise where a consumer would say, yeah, but I don't want discounted surgery on my, you know, I don't want to bargain. <laughs> Who's cutting me open? Right. I don't want a bargain shop for, you know, my gallbladder removal. I'll pay a little, I'll pay a premium to make sure it's done right. Obviously that's of no concern. And excuse me, it's not of no concern to you, but tell, speak a little bit about, you know, what we were speaking about previously about the quality of care there and the, the quality of the physicians who are there. Yeah, that's um, that, that's one that's near and dear to my heart because um, I'm kind of a cynic um, as, you know, kind of a baseline when it perspective when it comes to things like that. And I'm always asking this exact same question. It's like, hey, where what's the catch here? What's the shortcut or wh- how is this possible? Right. Um, how can you deliver better quality, better access um, and a substantially lower cost? 
there's got to be some catch here. Um, but fundamentally there isn't. Um, and so how, well, how do you demonstrate that? Right. Um, in our case, we, we partner with, um, really a lot of the same surgeons that are here locally and private practice across specialties. And, and we, we really, we like the term hand select. Um, we have relationships with lots of different surgeons, um, that I've worked with clinically and, and Dr. Inman has as well. Um, and these are, these are surgeons who have fantastic patient bedside skill and bedside manner. Um, and technical skill as well. Um, and so we, we often just invite surgeons to, to be a part of this. And if they kind of believe in this model and um, believe in, in, in this manner of delivering care, um, it's who we'd want operating on our family. Um, and, you know, um, all our surgeons are, are board certified and most of them are fellowship trained in their specific subspecialties and have clinical areas of, re, you know, interest clinically and research wise. So um, these are folks that are really at the top of their fields um, and um, they really have a kind of a passion for 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 seeing healthcare um, kind of changed for the better in the same way that we do. Yeah. Well, that should put, that certainly puts my mind at ease, especially the ringing endorsement that these are the people you'd want operating on your family. Um, obviously you wouldn't be hiring them out if you didn't believe fully in their services and capabilities. And so I, I want to promote you guys. I, I love your, I, I love what you're doing. I love the facility. Um, your partner, Jeff actually took me on a tour, um, of it last October and it was, it was just beautiful. It was simple. It was clean. It, the way it, you described it as not feeling like a hospital was really enticing to me. Yeah. yeah that, that was a big thing for me. And, you know, we, we talked a little bit before we started the conversation here and, and that, you know, I just echo that sentiment that, um, you know, being active and, um, involved with the facility design and implementation, that was really a passion of mine. Um, I, I know what a hospital feels like. I, I know the sounds, I know the smells, I know that, that kind of sterile kind of foreign, you know, cold feeling. Um, and, and I, no one wants to be in a hospital and I recognize that I'm used to working in them cause I walk in and out of them every day and I'm used to being in the operating room, but I don't expect anyone to want to see me necessarily. And so my thought is that, Hey, how can we make this an environment that people, you know, their blood pressure is a little bit lower. They kind of forget that they're in a hospital, uh, surgical care, you know, facility setting, you know, let alone a hospital setting. Um, how do we kind of make people feel that are waiting in the waiting room for family members to come out of surgery, feel more relaxed knowing that they're going to have a conversation, um, with a surgeon here and, you know, in an hour or two. And so we just try to implement design features and characteristics of the building that, that made it feel like, you know, I don't mind being in here. You know, people don't mind sitting in Panera. People don't mind reading a book in Starbucks. And so how can we design the facility um, in such a way that, that kind of recreates a little bit more of that type of environment rather than the, the ICU environment that, that feels cold and foreign and, 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 and invasive and, and not welcoming and, and kind of scary, frankly. Yeah, very much so. And I, I think without a doubt you have accomplished that. Um, but I'm, I'm looking here on your website, wellbridgesurgical.com, um, which is a perfect place for them to be able to see you. You are located in Zinesville, Indiana. Um, but I am looking down here and there are just so many procedures that you guys have and are able to perform on here. I would encourage all the listeners to just look all the way down there. I mean, there's, uh, as, as, 
little and as non-invasive as a spinal injection, uh, the lumbar spine, all the way up into a cholecystectomy, which is the gallbladder removal, um, and and all these orthopedic things. And are are you guys expanding this scope um, down the line um, because it's already pretty exhaustive? Yeah, we are actually. Um, one of the things that that I I felt really important was that we have to have. Um, a diversity of um, surgical specialists and surgical fields represented to, to really adequately serve the the needs. Um, but on the other hand, um, as a medical director, kind of one of the hats that I have to wear is I don't want to do anything if we can't do it really, really well. In fact, I'm pretty competitive. So I use, I like to think of it in terms of, Hey, I want to do it better. Um, what is the current, it's a, it's a term that's used that really bothers me. It's uh, this term it's called standard of care. I think standard of care is kind of a scapegoat and a, a term that, that um, healthcare entities hide behind because it basically, in my mind, means that, hey, what is considered um, acceptable level of care, but not necessarily anymore. What's the minimum we can... What's the reasonable minimum, state minimum coverage kind of thing, you know, that, that feel to it. Um, and that's really what it is. Um, it costs a lot to be the best and, and or shouldn't say a lot, it costs more to be the best. And so... Um, that's okay um, if that's your goal, and that's kind of one of our goals. Um, but profitability is not the the fundamental driver for us here. It's the quality of care, and so we like to use the term excellence in care. Like you know, people have heard reputational centers. You know, you hear the Johns Hopkins, and you hear the Mayo Clinics. Those places have developed reputations for a reason, um, and and that's because they have the focus on patient outcomes and and the quality and the the technology to deliver, you know, and be centers of excellence where people go and will travel to. And we, we fundamentally want to be that in the outpatient surgery space, all the while having a cost that's less than, than just about everyone, if not everyone else around us. And so that, that's really kind of a passion. So to answer your question, um, I don't want to necessarily have a service line. I don't at all, if we can't do it in a quality manner and, and better, um, than fundamentally what's considered quote unquote standard of care around us. And so we're constantly expanding. And I give an example of that um, when we first opened fourth quarter of 2021, um, we didn't have any larger orthopedic procedures like total joint replacement. Um, now we're performing total shoulder replacements at the facility. Wow. Um, and so that's a really big surgery. Um, that's a, that's a, a surgery that requires um, implant manufacturers involvement and specialty implants and, and um, all the representative entities of um, when grafts are needed, um, those graft companies and biologics. So, I mean, there's lots of parts of that. that. Um, in fact, even the normal sterile um, attire that the surgeons wear is different. You know, normally hmm. you, everyone's seen a surgeon mask and cap and gown. Um, these surgeons are wearing what looks to be space suits or hazmat suits. Wow. Um, and that's just to keep the infection rate as absolutely low as possible. So there couldn't be that stray hair or if someone were to sneeze, you know, it's completely isolated and closed because infections are a real, real problem uh, when you have implants um, and foreign bodies inside um, a patient's body. So um, these are all the things that you have to think about before you actually do the first surgery. But 
everything's got to be in place for it and all the pieces got to be, got to be there and, and ready. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we're, we're definitely looking to expand. And, and I would say that if you look on the website, if you don't see a procedure listed, please call us because there's actually a fair amount more procedures that we actually perform that aren't listed there. Um, we don't want to overwhelm folks um, with folks, but we want to kind of have a decent case diversity and, and specialty diversity there. So I encourage anyone who's interested or needs a procedure done to, to call us. And if we don't perform it, we'll be happy to, to, to refer you to, to someone that we would trust and, and we know and that would do a, a, quality, um, a quality job. That's great. I, I love that term excellence care instead of standard of care. Um, and you had sort of mentioned, um, people traveling to get procedures done. And I, when I remember looking at the surgery center of Oklahoma, they have a hospital or a, a hotel that is very closely attached that people would travel to go and get that done. And I do, are there any plans for a hotel being attached to, to Wellbridge at this point? <laughs> yeah, we, we don't have a hotel attached yet, but we, we have had patients that have, um, that have come from outside the city. Um, and if we've had consults from outside the state as well. And so people are willing to travel for, for that quality and, uh, that value, um, and so we've actually partnered with a local hotel, um, that's just about, uh, two miles down the road from us. So, um, one of the things that's interesting too, as you mentioned, you know, hotel and lodging, um, you know, we, we talk to self-funded employers pretty regularly and, um, self-funded employers are basically the, in, you know, the entities that, that are covering the cost of the healthcare um, of their employees. So they have a vested interest in finding quality and, uh, cost focused options. And there are some employers out there that are, that are realizing that, Hey, if we incentivize our patients, we can waive deductibles or kind of not, you know, not have to worry about co-pays and, and just pay outright, you know, the cost at Wellbridge because we're, everyone's saving so much, the employer's saving and the patient's saving and they're getting a better quality all the while. So they'll in fact, um, pay for lodging. Um, they'll, they'll send patients from outside the city and say, Hey, we'll, we'll, we'll pay for your hotel. We'll waive your deductible. We'll pay for your travel costs because there's so much cost savings there. Um, while maintaining, you know, higher than average quality. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of a win-win for everyone. Yeah. That's really incredible. I love that. Yeah. That's great. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on, uh, Dr. Rompanicki. We'll wrap it up here, um, but you can find all the information that you need at wellbridgesurgical.com, and I strongly recommend you do so. You you may not need their services now, but you may in the future. Um, you or a loved one. Um, and uh, is there any, are any any closing thoughts you'd like to leave with? Now, I just want to say thanks for, for having us on. Um, I appreciate what, what you guys are doing in the, you know, insurance space and trying to, to find ways to, to creative, creatively and and cost, um, consciously, um, make sure that patients are protected. And so it's, it's really important that that happens and you guys are actually driving the needle forward on that. So I appreciate that. And I just want to just say that, um, as if you're a patient, that if there's a question that you're not sure about, and you know, when it comes to surgical care, like we're happy to answer that. Um, we want to make ourselves available and accessible. So don't hesitate to call the website's got a number on there. Um, if it's even it's after hours you leave a message, I, I promise you that we'll have a, an individual patient navigator, um, um, or Wellbridge representative call you back and, and hopefully help, help with what, what those needs are. Well, that's great. Um, 
All right. Well, this has been another episode of Holland the Health Insurance. Uh, I am your host, Matt Allen, the founder of Iconic Insurance. We were joined with Dr. Rob Panicki, uh, co-founder of Wellbridge Surgical, um, and Director of Business Operations, Brett Luce. Thank you so much. Thank you.